Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Zone. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Not too bad out there this morning, but we might have already reached our daytime high for a Friday. How you doing, everybody? Fabulous farm babe, Pam Youngke. So glad you're along with us. Yeah, it looks like we are going to have plenty of clouds around on this Friday. Daytime highs today, right around 22 degrees, which is kind of where we're at right now. Tomorrow, a little colder under sunny skies, 20 hours expected high. Sunday, cloudy skies, we bounce up to 24. And Monday, cloudy skies, back up to 29 degrees. At least the front part of next week looks like it's going to be manageable. Not much in the way of precipitation and temperatures that stay basically flat. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, has all the weather details you're looking for in about 15 minutes. The Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo is back again come 2022. Remember, that's one of those events that kind of pushed pause last year. Well, now it's back to -to face-to-face education and networking Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Nancy Cavazanjan, who is one of the organizers behind the event, going to tell us a little bit more about why corn and soybean growers from across the state should gather together February 3rd and 4th. You stick around. That and so much more food and fiber news coming your way. I'm Dr. Jasmine Zapata, Chief Medical Officer for Community Health at the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Join me in saving lives. Every year, about 21,000 lung cancer deaths are caused by radon in the U.S. What is radon? It's an odorless, tasteless, and colorless gas that can cause lung cancer. Radon comes from the natural breakdown of uranium in the soil, enters homes through small cracks and openings, and builds up inside. Any home can have radon. New homes, old homes, apartments, drafty homes, well-sealed homes, homes with and without basements. About 1 in 10 Wisconsin homes has high levels of radon. Does yours? Testing is the only way to know. Testing for radon is an easy and low-cost way to save a life, many lives. For more information, call 1-888-LOW-RADON or visit lowradon.org. Test. Fix. Save a life. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Governor Tony Evers has announced up to $5 million he's making available to try to develop meat talent in our state of Wisconsin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It's designed to attract and provide financial support to students in Wisconsin's meat processing training programs. Now, $5 million sounds like a lot of money, but unfortunately, that is not going to do it when it comes to the challenges that are still being faced by a lot of our Wisconsin meat processors, small, medium, and large. Taylor, you had a chance to talk with one of those family-owned operations, and they're still struggling, aren't they? Unfortunately, that's right, Pam. I'm Taylor Schaefer at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where I focused in on a family-run meat processing operation in Franksville, Wisconsin, which is right in that southeastern part of the state. Callie Jo Coates and her family operate Harry Hansen's Meat Service, and she tells me that even today they're spending a lot of time explaining to customers and farmers how the pandemic continues to impact their business model. Yeah, so I contribute it to three specific factors. So when people come in and they say, well, why can't you do more? Why can't you take in more? I say, well, we only have so much freezer space. So our freezer, when it's full, you know, we need to be able to move the product out. And when that freezer is full, it makes it really hard. 
We only have so much cutting room space. So when we use that cutting room, we're processing those animals through. And we have XYZ number of wrapping tables, and by XYZ I mean two. (laughs) And we have four actual trimming tables. And so we're using those every day, all day. So we can't really necessarily put more livestock through that end. And then I also say employees. I think a lot of companies are facing issue of finding employees. And I'd say the meat sector is in the same boat. We have so many willing employees and and that's great and we greatly appreciate them, but finding new ones has been really challenging. So if we do lose one, we do lose that capacity to in order to actually keep up with how large or how many we can do. And with that in mind, if a farmer does want to bring in livestock for processing, how far in advance do they need to contact you? And have you had to turn many people away? Yeah, so we've had to make some difficult decisions in that regard. So we do things a little different than most plants, I would say. About four or five years ago, we actually switched to a system where we book dates in six-month increments, and we're booking those six-month increments about six months before. So... For example, in January, we'll start booking our July through December 2022 appointments. Um, We switched to that system because back, you know, four or five years ago, we were starting to see the trend of people were making appointments, but some of these animals weren't even born. And so how it was really, really hard for that farmer to make those decisions. And then even more so when they made those decisions, it was negatively impacting our business because They were making appointments and then not showing up, or they were showing up with livestock that were too small or way too big, and that wasn't necessarily right either. And so we switched to this system, which was great at the time, but now we're hitting a point where people are trying to make these appointments, and they're getting kind of frustrated because they're like, well, other places are out till 2023, 2024, and you guys haven't even booked all 2022 yet. And while I understand their frustration, it's kind of, you know, it is a safe bet for us still in that regard of knowing kind of where they're at, where their livestock should be at, and moving from there. With that in mind, we've kind of gotten to the point where we started limiting our farmers. We limited them to a certain number of appointments that they could make in that six-month time slot. Callie, I know that this is an issue that many Wisconsin processors have been facing for a while, but has switching over to this new booking method and limiting those slots each farmer can have helped solve some of these challenges for your family? That did help some, but now as we move into those second half of 2022 appointments, what we're seeing is we're getting a lot of brand new people that are kind of like, hey, we didn't get in here. Are we able to get in by you? And in the past, we let new farmers have one appointment. Well, now once they're in there once, now they're a farmer that we've worked with before. So we technically would be giving them more appointments, Mm -hmm. which we don't have necessarily to give out. So um, we're taking a step back as we move into this next appointment-making section. We actually are going to be looking at working with our farmers that we've worked with for years and give them, you know, an allotted number of appointments. And then if we have any appointments left over, we're going to open it up to any of those new farmers and say it's a lottery system. We'll get you in if we can. However, the right thing to do is work with those farmers that we've worked with for years because they've been loyal to us, so being loyal to them seems only fair. Many local processors, including Hansons, have played a role with local 4-H and FFA programs. So what kind of opportunities do you offer those students, and can you kind of explain the shift that you've had with processing fair animals in the last few years? 
So we work with actually three different county fairs during the summer. We start with Racine County Fair's Kirkus show, and then we move into Waukesha Fair, then Racine County Fair, and then Kenosha County Fair. And so in the past couple years, what we've seen is those fairs have actually lost appointments at other facilities, so they've been wanting more appointments with us. And unfortunately, with the county fairs, you have a very, very limited window to get those done. Um, And so we block off spaces for those fairs. However, we have not added any new spaces for them. We can only do so many in a week, and we kind of judge ourselves off of that. Uh, We still want to play a huge role in those fairs, and we want to provide them as much opportunity for the kids to learn and grow. And so some people have said, well, why don't you do away with processing for the fairs? And we'll never probably go to that, honestly. Um, To us, supporting the fairs, supporting the youth is huge, and being an outlet for processing really truly helps people understand that the livestock are for, you know, human consumption at the end of the day. They're raising them to be quality products for the consumer. And so we won't ever change that. We also support the fairs in a couple other ways. Like I said, the Racine County Carcass Show, we do um, work with the carcass kids. Uh, With the carcass show, those livestock are brought in for a live show, and then we harvest them and we grade those carcasses using different um, techniques, looking at on cattle, um, what their quality grade is, what their yield grade is, and dressing percentage and all those good things. And so we'll continue to provide that support. Kenosha County 4-H has been huge. They come up and they do a tour every year pretty much, and they bring in the kids and show them you're raising this livestock to at the end of the day end up at a facility like ours. And that's the goal is to provide really nutritious, high-quality animals for the consumer. And Callie, coming back to that issue of meeting demand and some of the challenges your family and other processors have faced, what should consumers and farmers be doing to solve some of these issues moving forward? Yeah, that's a really hard question, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I tell people there's no easy solution, quite honestly. We have seen a couple new facilities are opening up, which some people go, oh, well, are you, you know, are you worried about that? And to us, it's okay. And we're not in the competition market. We look at things as it's a positive for that market. And we do need more facilities. I do look at some things in the eyes of consumers, being a little understanding of where pricing comes to. And then also on the farmer end, I think more farmers really need to start looking at how they talk to their consumer about the products they're selling. Um, Some things that I run into, and it happens at least once a month, is where a person buys a quarter or half or a whole beef, or even on the pig end, they buy a half or a whole pig, and they're expecting tons and tons of meat, or they're expecting tons of steaks. Um, They don't necessarily understand that a carcass breaks down to specific items. So when they call and they say, well, I want as much bacon as possible. You know, I want my hams into bacon and my loins into bacon. And you kind of have to take a step back and help them understand that you can't just make bacon out of every single piece of that pig. And so having those farmers have those conversations with the customer before they purchase the animal would be, I think, would be really beneficial not only to the consumer, but also to the people who are selling these local Um, locally processed animals because then we can take a step back and truly have a consumer that understands what they're getting 
and and then they don't get frustrated because usually those people are frustrated once they leave and they go, well, I thought I was getting this and this and this, and now I'm only getting this. And so um, that's one thing I think would be positive. Does it necessarily solve the idea of having a more processing slot? Not necessarily, but I think it does um, help with some of that frustration and misunderstandings. And I think that this is something we hear all the time, that youth are the future of this industry. But have you had any real interest from students that are looking to get involved in meat science or even the meat industry in general? I know you mentioned before that 4 h FFA members have the opportunity to get involved in carcass programs and learn about the meat industry that way. But are there any students who seem interested in pursuing careers? When the um, pandemic kind of started, Allison, I start headed these people from college reaching out to me and saying, hey, if I went to school for this, like, what do you, da-da-da, you know, and I'd say get in touch with your local processing and see if they just need some help. For us, if someone was interested in the meat processing business and wanted to learn things, I know schooling is great and all, but for me, some of the best experience would be huge where you just jump in and start doing That's where I've learned the most. I mean, I took a class in meat sciences, and I learned all of the science behind it, but that did not necessarily set me up to understand how to cut these different cuts and understand why on the business side we're making certain choices because those were the best choices for the business, even though people were like, well, I I want this XYZ type of cut of meat, and I'm over here like, yeah, we can do that because that that would make the customer happy and we can cut this. And then, you know, you have to have Edmund and Reyes look at me and say, no, we can't do that because that takes the most valuable portion of that meat and throws it out. You know, then you have to use that for ground beef. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't make financial sense to just please the customer in every single aspect that they're looking for. Again, that's Callie Jo Coates with Harry Hansen's Meat Service in Franksville, who says the message is simple for many processors across the state. Be patient. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, this I'm Taylor This is Schaefer. the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Educated Mortgage, smartest way home. the mortgage man. As you know, the housing market is super hot right now. And it's more important than ever to get pre-approved before you go out to look. You can rely on Educated Mortgage to give you the strongest pre-approval with the lowest rate and closing costs possible to make that home a reality. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. NMLS number 222652. Doctor? Doctor. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. We offer routine maintenance and precise surgery for your vehicle. Plus, Valvoline professional services to protect the health of your car. Does your doctor give you a warranty? We do. More than mechanics, at Tom's Auto Center, we're more like family physicians for your car. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. into the cold winter months, you may notice drafts around your windows and doors. Now is the time to let Prairie Exteriors give you a full, free inspection and show you what new windows and doors can do for the health of your family and your home. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com Hang on to your tractors. 
Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yep, and it is a Friday, a Compure Financial Friday, and time to check in on our weather, not just for today, but through the weekend. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. Not too bad out there this morning right now, but it does sound like before we talk again on Monday, it's going to cool down again, huh? Yeah, it cools down. Fortunately enough, it's not coming along with 40-mile-per-hour winds, so those dastardly wind chills don't come into effect. But there is some snow out there to talk about today, and I think that's got to be a headline here. Just west of the Mississippi River, all along the Wisconsin-Minnesota border, there's a winter weather advisory in effect. Just west of the Mississippi from 6 this morning till midnight tonight because they expect to see more snow and accumulating snow. In fact, low pressure is diving down out of the northern parts of Canada, southwest parts of Canada, excuse me, down into the Dakotas. From what I see, it may only travel about as far east as Nebraska and just into southwest Missouri. But the radar indicates snow falling from North Dakota into western, central, southern Minnesota, northwest Iowa this morning. I'd expect a little snow to edge on into Wisconsin. For the rest of us, not in the far west, high pressure over Ontario means a northeast wind. Believe it or not, the northeast wind coming off Lake Michigan could spread some lake effect snow flurries and showers, even over toward Oshkosh, Fond du Lac, and Beaver Dam. So that chance of a little snow kind of sticks in for all of us today or tonight. An inch or two at La Crosse, very light snow elsewhere. But temperatures get cooler overnight, stay that way Saturday, even cooler than normal in the teens. We start to turn it around again by Sunday and Monday, warming back closer to normal Sunday, even a little above on Monday. That's great. There could be just a little light snow with a small disturbance Sunday, otherwise drier and a little more easy to tolerate, closer to normal weather into next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All righty, Stu, let's have those forecast details. All right, the Compure Financial Ag weather forecast, including that winter weather advisory west of the Mississippi, 6 this morning to midnight. Cloudy skies today, some snow, a little heavier in western Wisconsin, light snow or some flurries in the east. Temps today start out okay. A lot of us in the 20s or upper teens will all kind of settle out down toward the upper teens yet during the day, either rising or falling, if you will. The northeast winds about 5 to 15. Still cloudy, some light snow lingering into the nighttime. We fall down toward the low double digits, 10 degrees in a few spots. Northeast winds 5 to 15. Mostly sunny Saturday. Upper teens with the northeast winds about 5 to 10. 
and Sunday, a partly sunny day, a small chance of light snow midday or afternoon, not amounting to much. Oh, about 24, 25 degrees, south winds at 5 to 10. Monday sounds nice, Pam, talking about it. Partly sunny, upper 20s, there could be a 30 here or there at least Monday. Well, yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're going for because later next week we're back down into the teens at least, aren't we? Yeah, it starts dropping back down toward uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, especially mm-hmm. teens and just double digits. All right. All right. Good enough. Have a good weekend, buddy. We'll talk about this all on Monday. Sounds like a plan. Take care. All righty. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. That's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle, and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe this spring with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with the battery investigation. On December 13th at 5.32 p.m., officers were dispatched to Quick Trip located at 401 North 3rd Street for a report of a battery. The suspect and victim engaged in a verbal argument inside the store. After exiting the store, the suspect followed the victim and struck him in the head with a baseball bat. The suspect then fled on his bicycle. The suspect is described as a six-foot-tall white male with a long beard, wearing jeans, dark jacket, and a gray stocking cap. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact the Madison Police Department at 608-255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 608-266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. When the winter winds blow, you need to be able to fight back. Take that, you blowhard. Storms won't stop you when you have friends like the friendly folks at McFarland's in Sauk City. We can help you fight back with simplicity in Toro snowblowers, boss snowplows for trucks, plus shovels, blowers, and ice melt. Rally around, snow warriors, and fight back at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, one block south of Highway 12, where service is a family tradition. If you've been injured in a bad crash, you might think the facts are so clear that you don't need an attorney. Big mistake. Insurance companies have many arguments to reduce settlements, no matter how clear the claim may seem. I'm John Rihala. At Clifford & Rihala, we have the experience you need to take on those arguments and win. Recent example. A young woman was driving when an oncoming car crossed the center line and crashed into her head-on. She was severely injured and paralyzed, 
and needed experienced lawyers. Though her case seemed clear, the insurance companies still came up with lots of reasons why they didn't want to pay. We fought for her and made sure she and her family received the full compensation they deserved. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hard-working, skilled attorneys, fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Picture in your mind the amount you want to earn at your job. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani will help turn that number into your reality. Competitive pay with overtime available and monthly profit sharing means you can earn what you desire. When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazomani, your career is world class so you can live first class. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani is now hiring production associates and maintenance, 401k, medical, dental, vision, advancement opportunities, and more. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com. Doctor? Doctor. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. We offer routine maintenance and precise surgery for your vehicle. Plus, Valvoline professional services to protect the health of your car. Does your doctor give you a warranty? We do. More than mechanics. At Tom's Auto Center, we're more like family physicians for your car. Off Highway 51 in McFarland. A stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. As a contractor, time is money. At Advanced Concrete, we pride ourselves on excellent service, like being on time with your delivery, having prompt and experienced drivers. We think you'll agree, Advanced Concrete outperforms the other guys. The concrete producing company, the contractors rely on Advanced Concrete. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. What's my man Rob Reich, who has covered the Packers for a long time, what's the vibe on you this year with the Packers as they get healthier as the uh, preseason, or I'm sorry, the postseason years? Boy, great, great question, Evo. Um, my vibe is Uh-oh. I, I, I'm not as confident as I think I think they are. And they should be confident. I mean, they're, they're 13 and 4. They have the number one seed. The road goes through Lambeau, but EY, I just, I just have this feeling that it, oh. it could be a lot like 2011. It, somehow it, it could be a lot like 2014. It could be a lot like 2020. It could be a lot like 1997 for for people who who remember, you know, the, the their second attempt to win to win a Super Bowl with Brett Favre. It just, I, I, I don't know, Evo. Um, it, it, they're obviously a very, very good football team. Their margin of error isn't what it was a year ago. Uh, the, the, their their point differential in terms of how you know them handling people uh, on a week in and week out basis pretty convincingly a year ago, which is what they did when they were when they were plus one sixty in the point differential. That's been cut in half. Um, they they were only fourth in the conference in point differential. <sighs> Maybe I'm being too dark here, Evo, but they they struggled <laughs> to stop the run. That the the the, 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 de- the defense for two months has been in a funk. The special teams are a concern. Um, Man. Robbie. Evo, Evo, I certainly think um, things line up very well for them to play in the NFC Championship game. Um, but man, that that man is still looming. That 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 big bad uh, Super Bowl winning machine named Tom Brady is 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 around the corner. Evo, it's like the Terminator. And um, if, if if he comes into Lambeau Field and he's getting healthier too now, Leonard Fournette and some of his people are coming back. 
Man, if if that's an NFC Championship game again, Evo, I, I can't even imagine the cost of that ticket price. Okay, so are they the biggest threat then to the Packers here, Robbie? I mean, obviously they'll get the lowest remaining seed coming to Titletown next week after the super wildcard weekend. Is, is it truly Tom Brady and the Buccaneers the biggest threat? What about Big Mike and the boys? They're a threat. I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. If Aaron Rodgers has to answer questions all week long about you know, his role in driving Mike McCarthy out of Green Bay, that's a distraction, Evo. And, 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 that, and that, that's going to be a pain in the tail. Um, and, and certainly Big Mike knows Aaron as well as anybody does um, in terms of, you know, he and Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator there in Dallas, trying to, trying to throw wrinkles at, at, at uh, Rodgers and, and the Packers offense. If that's the case here in, in what would it be, about well, 17 days until the NFC Championship game. I, I mean, Evo, we're still talking about Tom Brady, seven yeah. Super Bowl championships, 14 trips to the conference title game, right? He's, he's 10 and four in those games. He's seven and three in Super Bowls. Evo, they, they still have the overwhelming majority of that roster back, you know, in Tampa Bay from a year ago. I know he's lost a couple of. Really, really good wide receiver. Yeah, Antonio Brown, right? Antonio Brown, and <laughs> and and obviously Godwin blew the knee. Um, you know, so so he won't play. There's there's another Pro Bowler, but Evo, there there's still weapons all over the place. They'll they'll throw the ball to tight ends. They'll throw the ball to running backs. They still have three really good tight ends. Um, Mike Evans is a Pro Bowler himself. Yeah. I mean, we all remember last year what Scotty Miller did to Kevin King. <sighs> he, he's he's still right. hanging around. The Johnson kid out of Minnesota is going to turn out to be. A damn good wide receiver. So don't kid yourself. Tom Brady will find a way to score thirty plus points in that game. Um, can Aaron Rodgers outscore him? We we've talked about this many times on the show, Evo. Aaron's one and four in conference title games. He hasn't played well in any of the five. Um, you would you would argue personally, um, he's been outplayed um, all, really in all five games. Maybe the only one not Evo would be the one he won when Jay Cutler was so miserable in twenty ten in that in that Bears game. Um, and they, and they found a way to win that 21-14. But Rodgers' passer rating that day Evo was 55. So um, a, a lot to like, like you said. They are getting healthy. Um, it, it's still an outstanding football yeah. team that can beat you in a lot of ways. But there are also a lot of reasons for concern, Evo. So Rob Reichel joining us right now. Rob, I have two questions. One, who hurt you today? Are you okay? Like, what's like? <laughs> are, you, are you all right today, man? My, my man, did you wake up in a, like a crank in your neck, a little dark spot today? Well, Evo, you remember I went on your show last year before the <laughs> NFC title game, and, 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 and I think the one thing you and I um, like about doing this together is, is, is usually I'm, I'm a pretty honest guy. I'm a pretty straight shooter. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Pretty manageable out there this morning. Not much in the way of visibility issues or road issues. We're about as warm as we're going to get for Friday. Mostly cloudy skies on the way. Daytime highs around 22 degrees. Good morning. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Glad you're along with us. So today is the 14th day of January. On this day back in 1967, the hippie movement officially began. They called it the Summer of Love, and it was launched with a human bee-in. Yes, San Francisco, which turned out to be kind of the epicenter of the hippie revolution. It started on this day back in 1967. Also on this day in 1943, Churchill, Roosevelt, and Charles de Gaulle all met in Casablanca. What were they doing? 
talking about their World War II strategy. That was on this day back in 1943. On a little lighter note, happy birthday to director Steven Soderbergh, 59. Actress Faye Dunaway is 81. Musician and actor LL Cool J, 54. And actor Jason Bateman is 53 years young. And now you know. Well, this week we've been focused in on county, district, and state fair activities as the Wisconsin Fair Association wrapped up its annual convention in Wisconsin Dells on Wednesday evening with the naming of Jackie Rosenbush from Washburn County as their 2022 Fairest of the Fairs. And although all of our county and district fairs are looking forward to the fair season of 2022, it's still going to bring some challenges. Our own Taylor Schaefer catches up with Jamie Butkey, Executive Director and Secretary of the Wisconsin Fair Association. Between workshops, roundtable discussions, and a trade show highlighting associate members, over 900 people attended this year. I'm here with Jamie Buckey, the Executive Secretary and Treasurer of the Association. And Jamie, there was not a convention last year due to the pandemic, so when we talk about getting back to business, what has that looked like for you this year? I think first and foremost is that we're just back together. Uh, we had, you know, we didn't have our convention last year. We did a virtual version and then we followed it up with, you know, 12 weeks of Zoom calls. Um, so I think just the person to person part was what was needed and even our workshops this year although we had presenters we did not fill all of our workshops as a presenter driven we probably kept half of our sessions as a networking we gave them a topic and said let's talk about it because that's what we've missed we've missed that interaction if there's one thing about our fair family we share we are truly a family it's you know one thing that's very unique in our organization and jamie what's in store for 2022 So I think for 2022, the things that um, our fairs walk away with, um, we have a lot of changes with ATCP 160. So all of our fairs, member fairs are part of following those the rules of ATCP 160. So we're in that process of, of bringing some of those rules, fine-tune them a little bit, clean up some wording, some things that we have seen over the years that we need to tweak, we're, we're putting into that rule. So getting that done so that it can be effective coming into the 2023 fair season. I know you're going to be like, we just got done talking about we're going into 2022, but that process takes a long time. So that work now uh, probably won't be implemented until October. You know, so that's how far ahead we're thinking of certain things. So that's a big one for us. I think the other thing is big discussions that we've had, like the Carnival Amusement Business was here. Everyone's having issues finding people to work. You know, you're all hearing the same thing. So how can our fairs adjust the traditional side of what they've been doing at their fair, but make it still profitable? So where are you finding workers? Where are you finding the volunteers? And what things can you change that maybe can be done, you know, by going online to do it? and yet still come to the fair. So I think we're all trying to find a better way to be more efficient so we can do things with with less manpower. And we've seen that decline in workforce across industries, but we've also seen a decrease in exhibits and even the number of exhibitors at our fairs. What is the Wisconsin Association of Fairs doing to help bring those numbers to where they were before the pandemic hit? Yeah, it's always a topic of discussion. One of the things in my position, I've been um, on, a, on a task force with the um, UW Extension. We meet on a monthly basis and we talk about, um, talk about with them this partnership that we have. Like 4-H is a huge part of fairs. And we've seen it. We've seen a trend of was it because of the pandemic you know how people aren't coming back out right away does will that change in this coming year we don't know those are concerns 
concerns. So, you know, we, ha- we have those discussions. Um, we're working with our fairs as well to say, what other organizations can show at your fair? How are you enticing? How Are you changing your premium books? Are you changing stuff up to entice a, a new generation to come? The other thing that our fairs are trying to do or we keep enticing is how do you promote egg education in a fun way? Because the further and further we are removed from egg you know now we're probably what five generations is the norm now so how do you how do you educate the family both the parent and the kid that you make them want to come back again and our our fairs get really creative with their egg they have egg tents you know discovery barns all that type of stuff and I think we're just finding that it's not just the egg part we even have to have our fairs promote the different type of exhibits so think about how Let's say you go in your exhibit building. I've seen Lego contests. I've seen all these different areas where they're like, you do a, a on-site type of demonstration. Um, where if a kid sees, oh, I could do, I could do a Lego thing. Yeah, I could bring that as a project to the fair. I think we're t- having to learn to take the spin of enticing them and showing them a simple thing that they can do that's fun and exhibit because we're we're we have to find a way to get you know more exhibits to come in again that's jamie buckkey the executive secretary and treasurer of the wisconsin association of fairs who says there is much more work to be done to help grow our county district and state fairs in order to help ensure their success into the new year from the wisconsin association of fairs annual convention in the wisconsin dells i'm taylor schaefer Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle, and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe this spring with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. I'm Dr. Jasmine Zapata, Chief Medical Officer for Community Health at the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Every year in the U.S., about 21,000 lung cancer deaths are caused by radon, an odorless, tasteless, and colorless gas. One in 10 Wisconsin homes has high levels of radon. Does yours? Call 1-888-LOW-RADON or visit lowradon.org to learn more. Test. Fix. Save a life. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Thursday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained two and a quarter cents up to 192 and three quarters per pound. 40-pound block cheese was down five and a half cents, 199 and three quarters per pound. Double-A butter also dropped four and a quarter cents yesterday to 278 and three quarters per pound. 
The February milk closed 43 cents lower yesterday, 22.20 a hundredweight. Right now, March corn's up a penny at 5.88. Soybeans for March are down six cents at 13.71. March wheat's down a nickel at 7.41. And July new crop wheat currently down four at 7.38 a hundredweight. Hey, last call if you want to come along with me on our Hawaiian farm tour, March 21st through April 2nd. The final payment is due next week. Find details at MidwestFarmReport.com. Wisconsin's Corn Soy Expo is back in 2022. Details are coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison invites you to follow the yellow path all the way to some serious cash prizes in our Wizard of Draws promotion, where we're giving away up to $63,000 in cash prizes. It all happens Sunday afternoon, January 30th. Three winners will be chosen every half hour from noon until 3 p.m. Each winner will start with $500 and then select bricks along the yellow path. Every brick reveals either a cash prize to add to their total or a witch that will end their game. This January, there's no place like Ho-Chunk Gaming So you've bought that new house or condo, and everything fits just perfect with your style, except for that outdated bathroom. This private yet relaxing room could be updated with today's spa-like features from Actuate Improvement. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com. Design. Create. Actuate. Escape the madness and hit the snowy, snowy slopes at Tyrol Basin. With Mother Nature and massive snow-making equipment on your side, all the runs are open with thousands of pounds of that champagne powder you just love to cut through. It's the perfect place for all levels of skiing and snowboarding. And perhaps you're not too sure about skis and snowboards. Well, Tyro Basin's got that covered. Grab your friends and check out the gigantic snow tubing hill and have an absolute blast this winter season. From the family-friendly snow tubing and beginner slope options to the more challenging runs for the highly experienced. It's all right here at Tyrol Basin. Change your winter experience forever. It's an exhilarating breath of fresh air. Escape the madness. Hit the snowy slopes and join the Tyrol Basin family. Just minutes from Madison near Mount Horeb. For details on hours and pricing, visit TyrolBasin.com. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time to catch up with our friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Promotion Board. Yep, it's Soy Pod Time 2022, and we are focused in on the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. And for folks that have not yet jotted down those dates, remember that's February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, back to face-to-face learning and networking. And joining us now, one of the people that helps to pull all of the speakers together, the breakout sessions, Nancy Cavazanjan, who has been on many different boards, including on the National National scene, and it is really refreshing to be able to announce that we're getting back together physically, right, Nancy? Absolutely. We are all looking forward to having a normal corn soy expo. We have the corn growers in, the soybean growers in, and our pork producers as well. Now, when you take a look at the agenda, do you see a theme? Are there particular highlights that you, as a, a member of the kind of convention board, wanted to see put together? 
Well, certainly we have to talk about crop production because that's what corn and soybeans are all about. And the focus on inputs, everybody's talking about what the input scene looks like. So we will have Dr. Sean Connolly with an early riser session talking about that. We also have our wheat extension agronomist, Rodrigo Worley, will talk about pre-herbicides uh, and weed control. And, of course, uh, we have uh, Dr. Damon coming in to talk about the diseases that we're looking at and how we're going to handle the whole thing with the economics of corn and soybean production. Yeah, that's def- that's going to be a hallway conversation, if not a breakout conversation, all about the input costs. But we're also looking forward to some great keynote speakers. That's uh, something that really draws a lot of attention at Corn Soy Expo, again, February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort, Wisconsin Dells. Who's uh, resonating with you this year, Nancy? Who are the big keynoters? Yes, we start our day on the big the big stage with Sarah Wyatt, and she's going to give us an inside scoop on what they're talking about in Washington, D.C., and our policy. And then really popular Eric Snodgrass, our ag meteorologist, will talk about the short-term and the long-term weather implications for the season ahead, as well as uh, what we can look for in the future. Um, so those are two really, really big keynotes. And then the second day, Willie Vote will give us some insight into the machinery and the innovation in agriculture. He'll be just back from the Consumer at Electronics show, and we'll talk about all the new exciting technology coming to agriculture. You know, that's really interesting. I mean, anybody that follows Willie knows he's got his Techie Tuesday where he focuses in on could be a new piece of software, could be an app, could be something like that. And it's amazing to see how Consumer Electronics and agriculture technology are basically going hand-in-glove in a lot of ways, aren't they, Nancy? Isn't it, though? Uh, and even now, people I talk to who are not farmers are really impressed when we talk about all the technology that we do have at our hands on the farm, and it helps us to be better farmers, more sustainable, to care for our soils and our crops and our environment as well. Well, and you touched on it earlier, uh, the employee situation. Now we're talking about an uh, autonomous tractor that might actually be commercial ready by, you know, sometime 2022. Those are things that we used to just dream about. You know, I'm still dreaming about the day when uh, uh, something's going to replace me in the field driving the tractor. So, <laughs> Some people call it therapy. Absolutely. Some people call it therapy. Yeah, you're right. Nancy Cavazangin's along with us. She's one of the people that's behind the scenes trying to pull together great leaders, great speakers, and great content. Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, again, coming up February 3rd and 4th. Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. You can go to Corn Soy Expo. .org and get registered today. What kind of attendance are you expecting now, Nancy? Like we said, everybody has been, uh, I guess we'd say, off at least a year. What are you expecting? Yeah, we're hoping that we have a really good crowd. I, 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 we believe that corn and soybean growers and the pork producers are all ready to get back together face-to-face. We know that the trade show may be down a little bit. We know that some of the companies have instituted policies where they don't want their representatives traveling or staying in hotels. So we may have a a little smaller trade show, but we'll still have the great networking, and um, we have our annual meetings also the first day at noon, and that's really important for people who want to know what's going on with their organizations. 
And I always encourage people, you know, they, they think about the checkoff, which obviously is something we want them to always be monitoring. But that association business is really critical, too, because, well, checkoff dollars are used for research, education, and promotion. That association money goes in a lot of different directions, doesn't it, Nancy? Yeah, the association can do things that the checkoff cannot do, and that is, you know, mainly lobbying and talking to our leaders and our policymakers and the people setting regulations. And when you talk about that, that reminds me that we have Kim Bremer of Ag Inspirations on Friday afternoon who's going to talk about leadership and advocacy. You know, we've talked a lot about the need to communicate and talk about what we're doing on the farm, but we also have to advocate and and reach out to our leadership. That's something certainly our organizations can do, but every farmer needs to be involved in advocacy in some way. Well, and it's not just about talking to those that are on the same page with us. Sometimes it's having those really in-depth conversations with people that know nothing about agriculture but command power at the state capitol. That's such a great point, Pam. We have to talk to everybody, our non-ag people in the community as well as our regulators, to make sure that we have logical, science-based, smart regulations that are that are good for agriculture and good for the entire community. Again, if you're just joining us, Nancy Cavazangin's along with us from the Beaver Dam area, one of the folks that helps to put together the program for the annual Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Back on track, February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. I really do want to encourage you to register in advance, although they do take walk-ups. They'd much prefer that you register in advance. That's cornsoyexpo.org. You know, Nancy, I... I have to be honest, I do like the breakout sessions. They provide me with great content here on the show, but I very much look forward to the networking that goes on during the Porkapalooza, the fun activities after the uh, educational seminars on the trade show floor. You cannot overlook the synergy of farmers getting together with other farmers, uh, exchanging ideas, catching up. I mean, man, that that's that is one of the real attractive parts about Corn Soy Expo. Isn't that what we all look forward to? I mean, we can zoom all we want and get information. We can read about the things we need to do on our farms, but to get together and to share the things that we are doing, and just to just to talk to other humans, other farmers that are in similar situations. It's such a relief, and and it's just so so comforting to know that there are other people like us that have those same issues. Yeah, and that is for sure. Like we said, folks, definitely hoping that you are registered already or will get registered for the 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, a collaborative event hosted by the Wisconsin Pork Association, our Wisconsin Corn Growers, Wisconsin Soybean Association, and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, bringing you this program today. Nancy Cavazanjan, one of the people that you'll see on the scene at the Kalahari Resort, February 3rd and 4th. Don't forget, cornsoyexpo.org. Get registered today, and we'll see you in Wisconsin Dells.